to 11. Sometimes it's important to practice what you preach. And when you're a therapist who sometimes hears some terrible, often heartbreaking stories, how do you stay happy? Therapists aren't robots, they're humans too, and they have the same problems as everybody else. So what do you do when you want to feel happier? Dr. Joe Lukens is an author and psychology consultant. Good morning. Good morning. Therapists, they're usually the advice givers. What do they do when, they, when they're in a funk? Yeah, well, it's, a, it's an important point because for everyone who's in a caring profession, we need to make sure we care for the carers. So, you know, the only way you can help other people in, with their own mental health issues and supporting people through some of their life experiences is to make sure that you're looking after yourself first you know it's the advice I often give to people that when we travel on a plane they give us a safety briefing and tell us that in the event of unexpected turbulence the oxygen oxygen mask will drop and to put it on yourself before you put it on anyone else so it's really important for all of us to look after ourselves Um, and it's always an interesting notion when we look at you know how do do the carers look after themselves. Yeah it is an important important aspect as well because Psychologists as a profession, they often hear, yeah, terrible, heartbreaking stories. And it's difficult to, for them to not affect them. But how, in your role, what do you do to not let those harrowing stories uh, just affect you and, and how do you stay above them? Well, I think one of the key things that you, that you learn to do as a professional in this kind of area is you learn to um, protect yourself. So you need to have what what I would call a professional distance from the issue. So understanding that you might hear some stories from people, you might hear about people's circumstances, but your role in the story is how can you assist and support the person as opposed to get too enmeshed in the story itself. So of course you do hear things from time to time and and I guess I, I notice it myself that I'm more likely to respond to something I see on TV or a friend's story um, and I'm very clear if I'm if I'm hearing the story of a client or a group of people that I need I, to help them best, I need to look after myself and, and to put that little bit of distance in there into the story. And it's not as though you don't, you don't care about them or completely forget about them once you've finish the consultation you're constantly reviewing the situation absolutely and it's actually because you do care because you do care you need to put that space in because hopefully that person has their own personal support network that can get involved and have a cry with them or whatever the circumstances might be so our best way to look after people is to be able to step back just a little bit but also to obviously seem to be to not even just to seem it but to be empathic and and to understand someone's story of course. Now, important part of that is maintaining happiness. And obviously, the psychologists and therapists and the whatnot give out advice on how to be happy and move past these terrible, terrible situations that uh, that your clients will go through, your, your patients will go through. But what do therapists do? What are their... Like, pop, their the, the rules that they use. Yeah, to so, so some of the little, and I was thinking about this in preparation for this conversation about what are some of the little things that we do. Um, and I think they're useful because they're things that anyone can implement on any given day. So even it might be if, if you know, I often find people will say, you know, it's in circumstances where life feels out of control and unpredictable might be times when it's, it's hard to feel like you've got control over what's going on. And that's important for a lot of people. So you might use a strategy that it's often called, you, you know, to use the 30-second rule. So, and what that's about is what can I get done in 30 seconds? So maybe there's some little task that's been annoying me. Um, for me this morning, it was dealing with a registration for one of my kids for one of their sports. You know, it wasn't <laughs> going to take, it's amazing what you can get done in 30 seconds. Um, but it's just that, okay, I'm just going to 
spend this amount of time and it might be 30 seconds it might be two minutes whatever it is just to fully absorb myself in this task get it done because what happens is when we get things done and if you're like me and you're a list writer um, the feeling that you get when you cross that item off your list you get a little dopamine hit there and it's quite reinforcing so um, you know so if you're a list writer you know what I actually do with lists is I um, have an open notebook next to my computer um, and on one side of the page I keep the 30 second jobs the things that can be done relatively quickly and then on the other side of the page I have the task that it might take me half an hour or a couple of hours or whatever it is so then I know if I've got 20 minutes before I walk out the door um, I can probably get, get five or six things done off that list on the left hand side or maybe I tackle some of the things on the right so just kind of you know break your day down seeing what you what you can get done you know that's one little strategy that makes you feel good it doesn't necessarily make you bounce with happiness but it makes you feel good and that's what's important. Although sometimes when you do write a list and you can't cross off all of them one by one you might you have to have a few on the list and then at one stage, you're just able to tick off like a whole heap, which is always pretty awesome. It's reinforcing, that. and if you like, and if you're like me, you'll think of something that you have done that wasn't on the list, and then you write it on and cross it off just to feel really good. That's when you really know you're into your list when you start doing that sort of thing. Well, you write smaller, different, different points for for, for, for bigger tasks as well, which is a great way to do it. Break yeah. the task down. Yeah, yeah, that's a really helpful way to get through something. I find that's easy when I'm doing assignments or packing for whatever reason, or doing some housework, just so I can so I don't forget anything as well. But uh, a piece of advice that is thrown around quite a lot is to breathe deeply. Now, in practice, it makes sense, but what's actually happening to our bodies and to our brains when we do sit down and, or even just take a couple moments to have some deep breathing? What happens, and how does that make us feel so much better? Yeah, it's 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 about the quality of the breathing, and obviously when we stop and we really do do some deep deep breathing around um, what's happening for us. Um, it's, it's, it has a multiple um, array of things and, and one of them is obviously is that it helps to calm us down and slow us down but typically if our breathing gets very short and shallow um, it, it becomes very rushed and we can actually feel within our brain a little bit panicked um, you, know, you know if you've ever had that feeling of kind of rushing through something and you know what that panicked feeling is like so you know there's many advantages of, of, of deep breathing but it's always a great place to start because I find for many people what it does is it, it slows your thinking down a little bit quietens your brain and then once you've taken that breath it gives you an opportunity then to go right what's the best thing for me to do now that I'm at this point in time in the decision making listening to ABC North Queensland, 13 minutes to 11. You're hearing from Dr. Joe Lukens, who is an author and psychology consultant. We're getting the tips and tricks from the expert's mouth on how the pros keep happy and what they do to make themselves happier and find happiness. Dr. Joe, why is it important sometimes to let yourself feel bad? Well, I think sometimes what people do is they fight their emotions. So we might have emotions that make us feel uncomfortable. So perhaps that might be anxiety, it might be um, some type of worry, it might be anger or whatever it is. And what happens is that by trying to push it away and trying to ignore it and trying to pretend that it's not there, what it actually does is it builds up for us and actually can make make the whole situation even more challenging. Or when the emotion finally comes out, you know, it's it, the pressure cooker has been on and, and the person is, is really struggling with it. So there is a lot of merit in, in experiencing our emotions and sitting with that discomfort for a little while. So, you know, I had a circumstance a couple of weeks ago that was very public about the cyclists that were hit in Townsville and three of them were my friends. And, and for that week, it was, 
particularly that week. It was a really horrible feeling. It was a strong feeling and so forth. There was no help for me in pushing that away and saying, well, don't feel that way. You know, it's very hard to tell people not to feel something if they're feeling it. And in fact, by stopping, breathing, noticing what you're feeling, you're much more in tune with what's going on for you. And then you're much better able to respond to the situations. And whilst it isn't our preference, if we allow ourselves to feel the anxiety or the worry or whatever it is, we're much better placed then to do something about it, which will return us to a place where we're feeling better in the long term. And obviously we'll allow, as they say, the analogy to let the, let the, the lid off the pot, let it simmer a little bit as well and just let... Sort of yeah, absolutely, absolutely. To acknowledge those feelings. Cause, and the other thing is that if we, if we allow ourselves to experience some of those feelings, whether they be sadness or anxiety... You know, it also helps us to appreciate the happiness when that comes along for us as well. Which is always great. Now, a great source of happiness is that little fairy friend. How do they help in making us feel calm? Well, animals are great, aren't they? Pet, pet, actually, there's some research that suggests that pet owners may even live longer than those people that don't because I, I think owning a pet is a bit like having a friend. Well, it is having a friend, isn't it? Well, and in some cases, a child. A, yes, <laughs> yes. And they, they are bring us joy as well don't they um and what it is is it's it's another form of relationship and, and any connections for us as humans uh it's it's how we connect with other people that really helps our overall men- mental well-being and so forth so there's plenty of research that suggests that spending time with an animal particularly if it's your own animal um is a great way to to bolster your happiness and it, it, the other thing i think it does a really good job of is it brings us back into the moment so if you've had a day you know, that's been a little overwhelming or you're quite distracted with things, you know, taking the dog out into the backyard and throwing the ball or petting the cat, whatever it is, or seeing what the cat's been up to that day is <laughs> is something that you can do that, you know, might bring a smile to your face perhaps. Oh, sometimes I get a bit of a shock when I come home and get a bit grumpy when I come home and find out what the cat's done, like uh, um, using probably the biggest commodity at the moment by putting um, my toilet paper in his litter box. Ah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And, and it's funny though, because as you're saying that to me now, you've got a big smile on your face. So I yeah. I, I, you can perhaps see the humorous side now while you, <laughs> until you get home this afternoon. Oh, I find it happen again. Oh, absolutely just stressful. <laughs> it is a funny image. <laughs> it's not one that's fun to see. But Dr. Joe, it's always great to get the experts' tricks, and we'll catch up with you in a fortnight's time. Look forward to it. Thank you. And it's Dr. Joe Lukens, an author and psychology consultant, giving us the tips of the pros on how to stay happy.